Hi everyone, welcome back to Daily Manna, where we're learning to feed on the Word of God chapter by chapter. My name is Andrew, and in this episode we'll be covering Luke chapter 14. In Luke 14 verses 15 to 24, the Lord took the opportunity here to unveil the story that has been used many times to preach the gospel. It's a marvelous gospel parable. The parable is one where God, depicted as a certain man in this parable, sent out an invitation to come to a great dinner and man after man, person after person, make excuses of not being able to come. One said, I have bought a land and I need to go out and see it. Another said, I have five yoke of oxen and I'm going to prove them. Yet another said, I have married a wife and because of this I cannot come. Everyone who was originally invited denied the invitation. Then God sent the apostle to invite the street people, the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Because of their poverty and misery, they received God's invitation. Yet in God's salvation, there's still room for more. So he sent his slaves to go out further to the Gentile world, as the roads and the hedges, to compel the Gentiles to come in and fill up the room of his salvation. We see here that from this parable, the Lord's intention was to let the Pharisees and other religious ones to know that God had invited them to his great feast, but they had all asked to be excused. Each one of them denied God's invitation. That made it necessary for God to go to those of the lower class, to the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. After that, because there was still room in God's salvation, God sent his slaves into the Gentile world to gather more people into his feast. Therefore, eventually, those who had first been invited by God, the Pharisees, the scribes, and the lawyers, will not be able to enter into the kingdom of God. This parable is an excellent parable concerning salvation. In order to be safe, it is not necessary for us to do anything. We simply need to answer God's invitation. To be safe, all we need to do is come and receive what God has prepared for us. As long as we answer His invitation and accept what He has prepared for us, we shall be safe. With salvation, we just need to hear the invitation and respond to receive what God has prepared for us. Then we enter into a great dinner. In this great dinner, we enjoy Christ in so many different aspects. Christ is now available for us to partake in whatever situation we're in. Let's hear the invitation and come and receive what God has prepared for us. Now after receiving Christ as our salvation, we need to learn from the next parable to see how we continue on in our Christian life. Let's continue on with verses 26 and 27. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, and moreover, even his own soul life, he cannot be my disciple. Verse 27, whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. The Lord's tone here in verses 26 and 27 is very different from that in verses 15 to 24. We see previously for salvation, there is no need for us to do anything. This means that for salvation, there are no terms, no condition. We simply need to answer God's invitation and receive what He offers us and we are safe. But there is more to our Christian life than just being safe. The next step is to follow the Lord as His disciples and work one with them to bring in God's kingdom on earth. We need to see that God is establishing His kingdom. And when He comes back the second time, there will be a reward to the faithful enjoyers of Christ. That reward is fully dependent on how we live our Christian life now. We see in the Bible that the faithful and prudent believers who enjoy Christ and love the Lord above all things else in their lifetime 
will be rewarded with the fuller enjoyment of Christ in the coming kingdom. Ones who are not faithful in this age will have to go through a period of a time of discipline and perfecting, which in 1 Corinthians 3.15 being referred to as safe yet so as through fire. What we read here about hating our own father, mother, wife, children, brother, and sisters, and moreover our own soul life, is the principle of loving the Lord above all things else, especially of other things crowding the enjoyment of Christ. The point here is not to let anything replace Christ. We do love our father, our mother, our brother and sister, and our family, and we want to take care of them in the best possible way, but we shouldn't let them replace Christ. Christ wants to have our first love and the first place in our being. So the way to become faithful and prudent disciples of the Lord is to feast on Christ in the great dinner that God has prepared for us in our daily life. The opposite of this is to love our soul life more than the Lord and to love any person more than the Lord himself. Actually, one of the best ways to stay one spirit with the Lord is by keeping ourselves in spirit through prayer. One of the simplest prayers we can pray any time of the day is, Oh, Lord Jesus, or we can say to him, Lord, I love you over and over again throughout our day. As we practice to call upon the name of the Lord and tell him that we love him, we are immediately supplied with the rich Christ to become our moment-by-moment -moment supply. Let's enjoy Christ. That's it for today. Keep enjoying the Bible.